0: Hello, Hello, horror horror fanatics. fanatics. I'm Frank.
1: And I'm Jen. And we welcome you to our weekly podcast. Oh, the The horror. Horror.
0: Thank you for joining us as we dive deep into all things horror, supernatural, scary, and downright creepy.
1: If you like what you hear, rate, review, and subscribe to add us to your regular rotation of podcasts. You
0: can also submit any ideas, comments, and suggestions to our email address at oth at seriouslydecent.com you can also go over to our website ohthehorrorpodcast.com check out our back catalog Mm -hmm. connect to our Facebook group Instagram account
1: so Apple Podcast has updated from subscribe to you know have your podcast drop automatically every week to follow so you follow the podcast
0: oh yeah i haven't paid much attention yeah so you can follow a podcast and you don't get any like notes on it it's just on your page
1: it's the same thing where you used to click subscribe to follow a podcast now it's follow to have the podcast
0: oh and they don't have subscribe anymore Mm -mm. so they've changed it to follow Mm -hmm. okay yep Well, if you haven't followed our podcast on Apple, please do so. Hey,
1: follow us.
0: Yeah. We won't. We should just call it stalking. Yeah. I'd like to stalk Stalk this.
1: Stalk our uh, podcast, please, and thank you.
0: Yeah. Heavy light stalking. Doesn't matter to us. (laughs) We're we're desperate.
1: (laughs) They should just have a button that says gimme. That way, when you hit the gimme button, you always get it.
0: How about I'm in? Yeah, that's what you are. You're into You're the in. idea. Yeah, I'm in. The I'm in button.
1: Yep. Jeez. Okay. Well,
0: I didn't know about that.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Hmm. What else am I missing?
1: Well, I've been pretty active in the Facebook group. Yes. Um. So there's that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. I think one of my favorite posts so far is uh the brooms with the different color straw. Yeah. And it was like the the new colors are out for the spring rides ladies.
0: <laughs> I did see that. I thought that was funny.
1: Purple ones my favorite.
0: Yeah. Well, here we are.
1: Here Ep- we are.
0: Episode 67. Yes. Egyptian Book of the Dead. Yes. Boy. What a stunning read!
1: I mean, man,
0: uh, you know it's interesting how things change.
1: I and you look just, at something my like My favorite part was at one point you could get anything that was Egyptian and had a hieroglyph on it, and you could tell you could tell people anything that it meant anything, and nobody would would call you out on your bullshit.
0: Yeah, I do. You happen to have the book author? In, for this one? For the book we did.
1: Oh yeah, I've got, that was my yeah. my only so, source.
0: First off, what was the book?
1: It's the revised edition of the Egyptian Book of the Dead, The Book of Going Forth by Day, The Complete Papyrus of Ani by Dr. Ogden Golett Jr., Dr. Raymond O. Faulkner, Carol A.R. Andrews, Daniel Gunther, and James Wasserman.
0: It's a great book. it is it's big it and is. not big in like thickness, but like big in actual size
1: correct
0: and n- now I get it after going through it because mm-hmm. it has the whole papyrus plates,
1: yeah, it's got the on there it's got the picture at the top and the translation at the bottom and originally yeah. I'd like to
0: call it commentary. I when, don't know uh, if it's actual translation because
1: well, it's translation based off the rosetta stone yeah so but
0: even that there's people that have different theories yeah
1: yeah this is so like, i mean again we're still at the you're still kind of telling people what you think it this
0: means. is old language stuff here like you know this is why there's 400 um, versions of the bible I would bible. like
1: to point <laughs> out that none of these people is egyptian so like if
0: that i found compelling yeah yeah so
1: here's a bunch of White dudes telling you this is what this means.
0: Pretty much, yeah. It's
1: Like, really? Yeah. Uh huh.
0: Because don't you
1: think maybe just maybe you would have talked to? Here's the other thing. One though. Egyptian, they
0: had the ability <laughs> to dedicate their whole lives to this, and well, that's what I found yeah. amazing. Was is like, like, I see this now because like you've already crossed this time period. I'm about to in July of turning 47. Yeah. And there's things you've noticed when you're in your upper 40s that you just would never think of at any point in your life, at least for me. Right. I'm at this point where I was reading this guy, and he's doing the introduction and the commentary, and it's good. Yeah. It's very thorough. Yeah. If anything, overly thorough, a little too TMI, but I get it.
1: Each dude had to uh, put their two cents in.
0: But I'm sitting there thinking – They've dedicated their whole entire life to this language, this time period. And I look at what I've dedicated myself to, which I don't have any regrets or anything like that, but to just be in this one specific thing. And it's cool that people do that because if people didn't do that, people like us wouldn't look into it and pull stuff and we wouldn't be having an episode on our podcast about it,
1: discussing
0: discussing it so someone in their car going to work can learn more about this. So like that whole tree of life thing is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. But I look and there was just some statements that you just kind of briefly touched on where you're reading this and you're looking you're like, all right, it's like we've got some really committed people that are involved in this project. Yeah. It's a cool project. That's how they kind of start out with it. Yeah. And then they kind of put it in this blip, and they're like, yeah, you know, but here's the thing. Um, there was a time period before, I want to say it was like the 80s or it something
1: It was like
0: before that. the 1820s. Everything- no, before the 80s, 1980s. Yeah. So before then, 1800s to the 80s, this was like the most loose interpretive study, period. Yeah. Like, the way he worded it was, yeah, you know, basically anybody... Uh, Anybody that kind of had an opinion on this could, you know, basically just toss it out there and it could go unchallenged, so to speak. And you're just sitting there like, holy fuck, this has been around since basically 3000 BC.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And in the 1800s, people are talking about this stuff and it's this mystery dead language. Right. And and it's weird. Now, just to kind of go high, high level before we Mm -hmm. dive into this. Basically these uh the Egyptian book of the dead it's not one book, it's a series of books.
1: Correct. What would
0: happen is you would pass away in Egypt and depending on your monetary position in life, yeah. you would get one of these books produced.
1: Well, it wasn't a book, it was a papyrus.
0: Well, papyrus. Yeah. And it would be a roll. Yep. And they were uh you know basically produced uh to order. By scribes. Correct. So people actually had a, this was their living. Yeah. This is what they did. The
1: Pharaoh's Book of the Dead was actually inscribed into their tomb. Into the tomb. And then um, that's how it started. later it, that was put on their uh, sarcophagus.
0: And that's how it was started. Yeah. It was started, yeah. of course, by the Pharaohs who had every resource imaginable. Correct. And they had it in their tomb.
1: Yep. And
0: then everybody's like, well, I want something like that, but I ain't got pharaoh bankroll. Right. So then they came up with these books of the dead and they were commissioned by people in preparation for their own funerals. Correct. So you would design your own book of the dead Mm -hmm. for your funeral process, where you're being laid to rest, so on and so forth. Or relatives of someone recently deceased. Correct. Could do this as well. Yes. They were expensive. Mm-hmm. And one source actually gives the price of a book of dead uh, scroll as uh, one debon of silver. And this basically equates to about half the annual pay of a laborer. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't cheap. No. And the papyrus itself was costly. Yeah. Like before they even did anything yes. to the papyrus. Just the papyrus was a big cost. And there are many instances of its reuse in everyday documents, creating these pamphlets and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And in one case, a book of uh, the dead was written on second-hand papyrus. They've seen that. Mm-hmm. So just to kind of clarify before we got into this, it's there isn't just one book of the dead.
1: No, it's not. Um, um, I was trying to find one of the science pages that I follow. They had a bunch of scientists just translated another uh, Book of the Dead. It wasn't Annie's; It was somebody else. Mm-hmm. So they had their papyrus, and they have since translated it. And when I tried to find it to share the article, oddly, it was gone. It was gone. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's what I found interesting about this was more of the story yeah. of it than the actual Book of the Dead itself. Yeah. Because,
1: like— This, the Egyptian Book of the Dead is part of the Egyptian funerary literature, Mm -hmm. and it's considered like the stepchild of Egyptology, like those that are researching the funeral customs and whatnot. So the images of the animal-headed creatures and the somewhat eccentric spiritual beliefs put this whole section of egyptology like outside of the mainstream egyptology yeah, yeah. though egyptology its images and discoveries have fascinated for centuries well i remember the first time i saw anything i think it was Tutankhamun's uh sarcophagus mm-hmm. i was like holy shit like this is a thing
0: <laughs> it was very extravagant then
1: it was it
0: really was and what amazes me, because I've always had a just a an incredible interest in that time period as a kid. I think it's natural as a kid, and I think the reason is is because it's so different. Yeah, it's completely different, and it's cool like you have as fuck. you have the rest of the world, and yeah. they kind of follow this, yeah, kind of template of things. And and the only things that I would see maybe different would be like the Mayans which are kind of similar to Egypt, but not so much. Mayans got their own thing going on. Yeah, they do. And then, like, Asia does, like, it's different thing. Right. And then there's kind of, like, everybody else. Yes. I'm going to be blatantly ignorant and say that, because it's just kind of true.
1: Yeah. On and a big 10,000-foot scale. When you compare, I th- I would, if you want to put it in the order of fascination, I would put Egyptology first, then the Mayans, mm. then the Asians. Yeah, I don't and, know. Honestly, the rest of the stuff, it's like, guys, look at what these guys are doing. This is the best you could come up with. <laughs> like, this is this is supposed to be what we're supposed to focus on because, you know, super important. Well,
0: but I also think that that represents a time in history that will never happen again. Yeah. Uh, I think the reason they were able to accomplish such amazing things like the pyramids and the tombs and the preservation Mm -hmm. of the bodies and because like the preservation of the bodies kills me
1: it's amazing it's
0: absolutely it was like
1: wait what there's a mummified body inside of that fascinating yeah like coffin like that isn't even a coffin it's It's like it's it's a sarcophagus it's like shaped like a person (laughs) and it's got all this cool stuff on the outside and then you look at our quote-unquote coffins and you're like
0: yeah and that's where I say, like, they go over the top. Cause I mean, yeah. like, you got these pyramids that alone are yes. insane. Then you go in and you got a tomb and you're like, holy fuck. Yeah. And then you've got the casket, which is like, yeah. holy fuck. And Shit then, balls. hold Hold their beer. <laughs> yeah. Cause when you lift it up, there's this perfectly preserved sarcophagus in there.
1: Let's talk about the jars that have all the, like, they had jewels in jewels there. Jewels in there. They yeah. Had all of these amazing things, and you're just like, and we have what?
0: But here's where I say that'll never happen again, and it's and it's proven to be correct. This is what happens when you place people in the position of being godly. Yeah. Because that's what these pharaohs were. Yes. They were gods to these people. Yeah, they were godlike. and And, and being godlike like that, you know, because everybody says, well, it was slave labor that put it up there and all that stuff. It's like... Well, I'm not going to argue that it was or wasn't slave labor, but I think it also shows the naivety of our current times where we just don't worship a person like that either. Like someone could work their whole life on the pyramids Mm -hmm. and never see the end of it. Correct. But to them, that was a righteous job and a righteous thing to do. And- That's something that we're so out of touch with that we can't even handle that. No. Like, you know, I mean, not even a little. Not even a little bit. It's hard for the fast food restaurant worker who's shoveling hours just to make McDonald's sell one billion more hot dogs or hamburgers. uh, Like it's it's just a total different context that that person's never gonna see. No one alive now just can't understand that. No. Godly connection to a person, yeah, and and what that represents mm-hmm. therein, and I think that's for me what makes Egyptian history just supremely fascinating. Oh, because it was this perfect recipe of godlike leaders mm-hmm. and having just these massive followers. Because mm-hmm. even the battles, like if you're a, uh, if you're entertained at all by military history and strategy and and stuff like that. You need to read these epic battles Mm -hmm. of the Egyptians versus anyone. Yeah. And just the scale of how many people were fighting for them, Mm -hmm. how they maneuvered as a cohesive unit under one person Mm -hmm. centrally or one group of people centrally. And it's just an organization level of people that they just had it nailed down. And I think you can't dismiss the idea that them perceiving someone as godlike as the leader attributes to that. Yes. Now, I'm not saying that there was a bunch of people that didn't, you know, were like, eh, whatever. Yeah. But I think they said it under bated breath. Mm-hmm. Like, you weren't dissing the Pharaoh in the square. No. You might have dissed the Pharaoh while you're going poop
1: on the DL, you know or on
0: the DL with your buddy that you've known for 20 years you know but you're not going right into the square and being like a pharaoh guy he's a little out of line you know (laughs)
1: fuck the pharaoh
0: who does he think he is you know I I don't who
1: died and made him boss I don't
0: see that going on and that's where you see like this massive type of empire come up yeah
1: what I don't understand is what got the Egyptology started in the first place Mm. was the grave robbing of the tombs. So I don't understand how this funerary section of it is like the redheaded stepchild of Egyptology. Like I would have thought that would have been the mainstream and everything else would have been, well. you know, like under the radar because at the end of the day, wouldn't you want to know how and why?
0: Yeah, no, I get like what you're you saying. Like, you open
1: up this tomb. There's this amazing sarcophagus. Yeah. There's these jars with the the organs inside. Mm-hmm. You've got all of these riches, and you've got all of this amazing stuff. You've got the hieroglyphs on on the walls.
0: Yeah.
1: Why wouldn't that have been the mainstream? Why wouldn't that have been what consumed you? To be like, holy shit, what is it? What does it mean? And the fact that they just kind of like just took the the, the riches, and they were just like, Woo we're well, so rich now."
0: Well, that's th- that just goes to show, and this is one thing I've learned in this podcast. <laughs> yes, that stays forever is that people don't change.
1: No. Humans
0: don't change no. on a core level. Yes, and this just goes to show that uh, back in 2000 BC. Books rated right the same as they do now. Yeah. They're lame. <laughs> They're stupid. <laughs> I ain't got the time for that. I ain't got the time to read that thing. And that was the Forget same thing. all that you know like about were Pepper. All in that I think room. I am good. <laughs> now, book nerd you is like, I want the papyrus. Yeah. But you got to understand that you're around 90% of the humanity that's like shiny thing. Yeah. I need the shiny thing. Yeah. At the end of the day, that jar of rubies is going to get me somewhere. Today. Yeah. I can go and talk to the dude, trade it for this and that. The papyrus, that's just some stupid stories. Yeah. It's just, at the end of the day. It's just
1: a stupid roll of but stuff. But I think
0: what, what got me fascinated with Egypt when I was younger, the old Egyptians, you know, current Egypt. I'll be honest. I don't know a goddamn thing about current Egypt. I just know that it's a sad story to go see the pyramids because I remember I worked with somebody. And they were like, yeah, I went to Egypt at one point to see the pyramids. I was like, that's got to be amazing. And he goes, Frank, he goes, this is the problem with the pyramids now. He goes, every photo you see is beautiful. He's like, and when you go there, it's amazing in that regard. He goes, but what you don't understand is behind that person taking a photo is all restaurant chains. It's
1: Pizza Hut. It's all all
0: commercialized. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, and there's garbage flying around because it's the desert. Yeah. It's freaking windy. Yeah. And there's just garbage flying around and all that. He goes, that's what they're not showing you in the pictures. No. And... When I first heard that, like you've got that thing in your head, like from movies and everything, where they, they traveled far and distant to get to this mysterious land of pyramids. You yeah. Know? And I didn't think of, like, well, yeah, of course they're going to put a fucking strip mall there. And, of you course. And all that stuff. Because after you're done hiking around on the pyramids, you're going to be hungry. You're hungry. Yeah. And you need some Pizza Hut.
1: You yeah. See <laughs> any stuff crushed. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I will say um, National Geographic still is showing. A lot of Egypt specials. They're still uncovering oh, uh, yeah. tombs. They're still uncovering uh, mummies. They're still... One of the biggest things that they're looking for is Alexander the Great's capital city yeah. that was in Egypt. And there's an Egyptologist who's pretty freaking close to to cracking that nut. And yeah. I wish her luck. Because yeah. no, she's like... She's so close. That old
0: Egyptian <laughs> history is cool because it kind of fades away for a bit. And then they have like a huge fine and yeah. it sucks me right back in. Uh, w- when I was younger, before the whole Pizza Hut tangent,
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: what amazed me was their whole preparation for death, like I admired.
1: It was Because like the whole
0: room where they have yeah. all this around them, it's basically like you know, every religion tries to capture this the most. And and it's hard in theory and writing. And I think they were able to do it in a physical sense. Yes. Of saying, this is all my belongings and I don't need them anymore.
1: Well, there, you know? the whole point was the belongings were to help facilitate you into yeah, the afterlife. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. The it's, it's the giving yeah. up thing. Yep.
0: Like, you know, I, I'm giving it up.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And in the book of the dead bit, Just to get back to the topic of the show, you know, this was the kind of, um, the, for lack of a better term, like the instruction manual that they wanted to go through on it. And there wasn't, it wasn't a free form book. There was like a templated approach. Mm -hmm. Again, based on your income scale, you could have a very elaborate book. So like the Ani book was.
1: It was, it was pretty elaborate. And that
0: was somebody that had a lot of money to yes. put towards and something like And he was a scribe
1: like himself. And exactly. they kept commenting about how he didn't write his, he didn't scribe his own yeah. scroll.
0: But they consist of anywhere between like one to like 190 chapters. Yes. And each section of chapters has a, there's typically four sections and they have this organization for, for example, chapters one through 16, the deceased enters the tomb and descends to the underworld, mm-hmm. and the body regains its powers of movement and speech. Yes. that's Well, that it gets kind judged
1: of, first, and you then know, they... Yeah,
0: and then 17 through, like, 63, explanation of the mythic origin of the gods and places. The deceased is made to live again so that they may arise, reborn with the morning sun. Yes. Sun's huge. The third section, which would be, like, chapters 64 through 130 let's say or 129 the deceased travels across the sky in the sun arc as one of the blessed dead in the evening the deceased travels to the underworld to appear before osiris mm-hmm. in chapters 130 to 189 having been vindicated the, de- the deceased assumes power in the universe as one of the gods this section also includes assorted chapters on protective amulets provision of food and important places. Yes. And it's these concepts of death and afterlife. And the spells in the book of the dead depict a, Egyptian beliefs about the nature of death and the afterlife. And the book of dead is a vital source of information about Egyptian beliefs in this area. Right. And that's what I find fascinating actually reading it. Mm-hmm. And that's where I was glad we got the book that we got. Yeah. Cause I'm not done with that book. I no. went through and kind of sped read a lot of stuff mm-hmm. and I was like, Man, to understand their beliefs and their belief structure, yes, it's deep it is deep and and I think it'd be it'd be a dishonor to that whole generation of of humans mm-hmm. uh to not at least get some sort of a grasp on that of what their belief is, mm-hmm. and that's way beyond the scope of this episode.
1: Yeah, uh, no. massively we're just going to
0: just explain in the book and, yeah. you know, all of that stuff. But but reading the scrolls and and I just that's where I got to laugh, because like looking at the scrolls and it's like, well, of course, there would be so many arguments on what the deciphering of this stuff is, because, you know, you got the man carrying a fish, but, you know, he's got one foot off the stick that he's standing on. The other one's got two feet. You know, it's like yeah. it's just so bizarre.
1: It is. So um, according to Egyptological scholar J. Daniel Gunther, Egypt scholarship is a comparatively young discipline. Prior to the deciphering of the Rosetta Stone in the 1820s, everything posited about the meaning of the Egyptian images and texts was simply speculation. As I said, anyone could come up with outlandish interpretations of the hieroglyphs and no one would contradict them because nobody knew what they meant.
0: Well, it'd be, so, prove me wrong.
1: Exactly. <laughs> Thus, all this spe- speculation acted to dissuade many from even attempting to discern the meaning of the images and texts. The Book of the Dead showcases the topsy-turvy universe of the Egyptian ap- Afterlife where nothing is as it seems. Mm -hmm. When 19th century researchers were actually able to begin ferreting out the meaning of the hieroglyphs, they would meet bizarre entities who threatened those who begged the protection of equally strange allies. In this realm, upside down did not refer to financial problems, but of threats of terrifying and repulsive experiences. Unless the deceased, the Voyager, could gain favor of celestial. Orthonic beings pass tests whose answers seemed incomprehensible and recite mysterious names which appeared to make no sense, he or she would be doomed to failure in the quest for the liberation of their soul. So, when Howard Carter discovered the tomb of King Tutankhamen in 1922, the interest in Egyptology would reach a fever pitch. With the beauty of the objects discovered, the fear of the legendary Pharaoh's Curse, and the widely publicized accidents and deaths among team members, Egypt would be everywhere, from the Art Deco movement in art, architecture, and product design, to the mummy in the movie theaters and popular tales, a.k.a. Boris Karloff or from Abbott and Costello. So the Book of the Dead is the translation of the scroll of a specific person. It's their process and rituals for making their way through the Egyptian underworld. The book widely published and familiar to most is from the scroll of Ani, or the papyrus of Ani. It's the painted images, hieroglyphs, and the translation below, to the best of their ability, some hieroglyphs are not able to be translated. So even with the Rosetta Stone helping them, there are still some hieroglyphs that they just don't know what they mean. Yeah. Again, maybe talk to somebody who's Egyptian. Ani and his wife Tutu, about 3,300 years ago, walked into the local Sacred Scroll production studio and began to discuss the need for a proper burial papyrus. Ani was a scribe and temple accountant, and um an upper middle class member of the extensive Egyptian religious and political bureaucracy. His papyrus would be uniquely personal, created from a collection of ancient spells uh, dating back over a thousand years before he was born. Originally carved onto the stone walls of the Pharaoh's tombs, this is the pyramid texts, circa 2400. B.C. Mm -hmm. These prayers and litanies had evolved to wider distribution centuries later when they were painted on the side of wooden burial coffins for the wealthy nobles of the realm. And these are the coffin texts circa 2000 B.C. By Ani's time, circa 1250 B.C., the ancient spells were written and illustrated on rolls of papyrus buried with the deceased. Ani believed that after his and his wife's his wife Tutu's deaths, this collection of prayers, hymns, and spells would aid their spirits to be successful in the trials of the underworld, that they would be free to soar through the celestial realm of the Egyptian afterlife. Now, the Book of the Dead of Ani is one of the most famous ancient artifacts held by the Department of Egyptian Antiquities at the British Museum. It is one of the most complete of its kind, being some 78 feet in total length. As the papyrus has been segmented, only 37 of the sheets lacks a vignette of some kind. Most sheets have a frieze of vignettes running in a band along the top of the text. Others have vignettes which span the whole height of the papyrus. Sheets 3, 4, and 37, containing the weighing of the heart, the introduction to Osiris, and the western Theban mountain, Comprise nothing but a vignette which encompasses the whole height and width of the sheet in question. The text of the papyrus of Ani, however, is far from careful, being full of repetitions, errors, and omissions. It is known from eternal evidence that the papyrus was not specially commissioned for Ani, let alone written by him in spite of the important scribal offices he held. The Egyptian afterlife was characterized by a contrasting duality. A thonic world presided over by Osiris, Lord of the Resurrection, and a solar astral existence in which the sun god Ra was supreme. Neither god was exempt from the struggle against non-existence. At the moment of creation, the forces of chaos were overcome, but not eliminated from the earth. Most of, quote, that which does not exist, end quote, was consigned to the fringes of the world, namely foreign lands, deserts, and particularly the underworld. But order and disorder continued to exist side by side, both in this world and beyond it. If the Book of the Dead often appears surreal and confusing, let us remember that it describes what happens after death, the moment when one left the orderly world of Egypt and confronted non-existence and chaos. The notion that the next world might be perilous, confusing, and unpredictable Predictable is hardly unique to Egyptian culture, but the Egyptians universalized the irrationality. Not only mortals, but God themselves had to contend with the same perils. The purpose of the mortuary literature was to enable the deceased to emerge victorious from these trials. The Papyrus of Ani was purchased by Sir E. A. Wallace Budge, to whom the British Museum owes many of the most important pieces in its collection. The beautiful color facsimile that he produced to accompany the translation which he released in a separate volume did much to bring this masterpiece to the public's attention and popularize an important work of Egyptian religion. Advances in the field of Egyptology have rendered Budge's translation obsolete. Budge's translation has been replaced by that of the late Raymond O. Faulkner. And then we actually get into how the papyrus breaks down.
0: Yeah, so some stuff to unpack there. Yeah, I think it really shows through through time that some change is slow. Yep. Which I mean, like going through that chronolog that chronology, yeah. It, like, so you have the first preserved hieroglyphs on like small labels in the uh, tomb of a king buried mm-hmm. at uh, Apiados and that's thirty one fifty BC. Now, first, just to unpack that amount of time is crazy. Yeah. Because you figure we're in 2022 years AD. Yeah. So that's more than what we just went through AD going before Christ, Mm -hmm. so to speak. So 150 years later. So for 150 years, they were doing that. Then the beginning of the numbered dynasties of kings of ancient Egypt, that's 3,000 BC. That's 150 years later. Then 2345, First Royal Pyramid, that contains the pyramid text that you were talking about. Mm -hmm. Carved precursors intended only for the king to the funeral. So it starts off at this very high level. Yes. Like just the kings. Yes. That's it. And that was in a period of basically 800 years. Yes. That they did that.
1: And it should be noted that there is someone in the tomb reading the Book of the Dead for the deceased. Yeah. To help facilitate their spirit their wishes. in the underworld. Yeah. yeah. Their
0: wishes, basically.
1: And one of them is you have to you have to do it on like the first of the month. So you're constantly going in, yeah. pulling first out your scroll.
0: Pulling out that seventy five feet of scroll.
1: Yep. To read your yeah. your chapter for that, well, and month. that's where
0: you kind of see how scrolls are with the two yes. ends there, where you can just kind of roll up yep. and, and proceed. I mean, it all makes sense. The um, so then two hundred years later, the first coffin text developed from the pyramid text, and that's where many spells of the Book of the Dead are basically derived from. Yes, so that starts going into the the. The swing of it but basically five hundred years later the earliest spells of the Book of the Dead on the coffin of queen uh methotep or men menhop yeah uh, an ancestor of kings from the new kingdom and then fifteen fifty so now we're looking at like a good two thousand years uh from this time onward to the beginning of the new kingdom pa- that's when they started making papyrus copies right of the Book of the Dead instead of Inscribing spells on the walls of tombs,
1: right? So that's on where they, the, or on the coffin. It's where they yes. made
0: this transition mm-hmm. over to, you know, doing a papyrus. Do you copies. think they
1: were like, oh, it's so hard to etch this into the walls or to paint this onto? But what I'm getting this at is, Can't we just put it on a nice papyrus? This is where,
0: like, a numbers guy like me, it took 1600 years to transition from that. Yeah. So you've got tradition. This just shows the power of tradition. Yep. And again, this when you have people of godlike status,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's the fear of
1: they rocking can't the boat. It.
0: You can't change this. You know, if
1: it ain't broke, don't upset fix it. things. You
0: know, you're going to get <laughs> cursed. You know, and you'll find a snake in your in your tent or whatever. But <laughs> but yeah, it just shows you know how long that took. And then uh, 600 BC. What you're looking at now is 2,500 years is when the order of spells became standard. Mm -hmm. 2,500 years it took to become standard.
1: Yeah, to be like, you know what?
0: That's longer. We should longer, probably
1: have an order for that's it. That's
0: longer than after Christ in our yeah. current, you know, yeah. and, and and that was just for that to become standard. Yeah. We're not talking about how a city runs. No. We're not talking about how schools no, are. No, this,
1: this is how just how the dead make their way through the underworld. You know what? We should probably have a standard process it's, it's for that. It's a book
0: for this, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and the more that people got involved in. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you had generations after that have lost the touch of the gravity or the seriousness of it right because then by i'm gonna skip over most of it but like second second century after christ uh basically the last copies of the book of the dead were produced and it was poorly documented you know just yeah it evaporated by then uh
1: they just slapped something together and they're like here you go yeah
0: and i mean that's you know from that 42 Year 42 to year 553 uh, CE, uh, that's where Christianity started spreading to Egypt and mm-hmm. gradually replaced this native religion as successive emperors alternatively tolerated or suppressed them. Mm-hmm. And it culminated in this uh, last temple of, uh, I forget the name of it, but it's the site of also the last known like religious inscription and in demonic uh, dating from 452 being closed by... Uh, order of emperor justinian in 530 you know 533 so this is like when it was ending mm-hmm. going on for basically almost 4000 years yeah and there wasn't much difference in the process to it it was very strict very regimented mm-hmm. but as it went out to most people and now everybody was doing it it was kind of like uh you know
1: but here's the thing when everybody's doing it it's not special. Anymore. Well no and
0: that's the thing. I think that's what happened yeah. to it. It's like you know, oh Ted died. Well, you know, all right, we got to get we got to get the coffin, we got to get the funeral service, we got to get gotta we got to get scroll. some food for the party before and all that yeah. to send him out. Who's got the scroll? Yeah. You know, it was one of those to you know, who's going to get the scroll because what was interesting with the Book of the Dead papyri uh, were often the work of several different scribes and art- artists, yeah. as we mentioned before, whose work was literally pasted together. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't just this one like living document. They pasted it together. It was usually possible to identify the style of more than one scribe used on a given manuscript because mm-hmm. you would see the differences. And I saw that in the one that we have in the book there. Yeah. Like, you would look and it's like, oh, this is that same type of style. It stuck out to me. And then even when the manuscript is a uh, a shorter one, the text and illustrations were produced by different scribes. Right. So you had one person that was probably just, like, doing that specific thing.
1: Mm-hmm. That's what they did. Mm-hmm.
0: I think that's what made Egypt work in a way that's kind of unusual. Right. Because I think everything was specialized. You yes. Just, it was a, a, a series of, like, extreme master craftsmen. Yes. And, you know, each person, yeah. yeah, each person that just did, you know, like... Their
1: thing. They were the oh, best yeah. at what they did. Like,
0: there was probably some person that just leveled blocks for pyramids. Yeah. Like, leveling them. Yep. Just making sure they're cut right and yep. all that. And his family, it was passed it down. Right. You know, the, the patri- patriarch, the the higher up, passed it down. They had the mm-hmm. whole apprenticeship program and yeah. journeyman and all that stuff. And, and look at, as a result of it, what was built. You know, it's yep. pretty... Pretty amazing system. And there's a number of books where the text was completed, but no illustrations were left empty. That goes back to what you were saying, that, like, they're not all perfect.
1: No. They have these errors and... And omissions. And
0: omissions. And, you know, or there's no... I think it also
1: gets down to what you can afford. Yeah. Because, like, the, the ones that actually have the illustrations... Like it was super expensive for those colorings, yeah. Like the blue, I believe, is uh crushed lapis lazuli, yeah, which is a gemstone. Mm-hmm. And I forget, I think it was carnelian, carnelian, yeah, was the red. So, I mean, if you couldn't afford that, yeah. then you got the, well, like you got the base model. like we were saying before, <laughs> the
0: papyrus alone, yeah. was expensive, yeah. Like, it, you know, yeah, it's not like. You know, look at all the paper we got floating around here. Yeah, I mean, no. it just—it wasn't like that. No, that it was, was not. Just a papyrus alone was expensive, and then, like you said, you get into these inks, and mm-hmm. some of them had uh, gold, yeah, uh, like gold sealing or like a uh, not plating, but like a
1: gold leafing, gold
0: leafing, and yeah. and all that, yeah. and yeah, very, very strange and phenomenal, yeah, and the fact that, like I said, I mean. I Knew people would go in and take care of the tombs, mm-hmm. and that was a whole thing to make sure they were right. well kept yes. and you know, kind of like a LRH thing, you know, just waiting <laughs> for the arrival <laughs> yeah, or I don't for know. Him to come back. But the uh, <laughs> might be a little inside, but who cares? The <laughs> uh, but the fact is, is like I didn't know that someone would go in and read that thing, yeah, and then like once a month, yeah, like was that it. That was stuff I couldn't know more about. That I wanted to know more about. Like, was did that have to be a family member, or was that just someone like that's what they did? Yeah. Like, if you had money, you're just
1: the scroll reader. Yeah. If
0: you had money, you could have gotten paid for that. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, like, what a gig that would be. Yeah. You know, I go into thirty tombs a month. Yep. You know, and I go in and, you know, or, or it's terrible. It's like, right. you got to do them all first of the month.
1: Yeah. I <laughs> are just like, so you uh... got to visit
0: like 10 tombs in one day, yep. you know, and yeah. do the sprint. But yeah, it's, it's a weird thing that no one else does. No. In mainstream, at least. You know, like it's one of these things that I'm
1: going to start making my scroll now. Didn't go
0: from past. Well, and that's (laughs) what I started thinking. I was like, man, if I made a scroll, I
1: was like, what would would be on my scroll? What
0: would be on my scroll?
1: Oh, I know exactly what would be on my scroll. Yeah. Yeah. There'd be gardening stuff. Yeah. There would be um, pictures of doggies, recipes. Oh. Yeah. There would be, there would, I, I like, Yes, there would be dogs, but there would also be cats. I think I would have illustrations of all the animals that I love, which is, I mean, come on, yeah, it's all of them. Yeah, there's very few animals that I don't dig.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. The like the three like cornerstones of their belief structure, like being preservation. Afterlife and judgment. Well, I like and those were like the reoccurring themes I saw all the time reading. Part of
1: the papyrus is your judgment. Yeah. Where I think it's Thoth is holding onto your heart. Heart, yeah. And it gets weighed. And if it doesn't pass inspection, the crocodile god eats it. Yeah. And you're like, oh, None of this other stuff is going to work for me. Yeah, that's like a choose-your-own-adventure deal. Like, if that doesn't work, then you don't
0: get to see this. You don't get to
1: do any of this other stuff. It doesn't matter who's saying what at the first of the month in your tomb. It's too late. It's over for you. Well,
0: and that was the interesting period of it with them having this belief in many gods. Yeah. Like, there wasn't just the one. There was many, yeah, you know, and that's where I got to laugh where they say, I mean, it's, it's not that it's wrong. I'm not saying it's incorrect or correct, you know, but where they, you know, will say, well, you know, Christianity got the whole story, you know, copied it from like Horace and, and all that type of stuff. And it's like, yeah, but the thing is, is like Christianity, that's the story. Like Egyptians with Horus, it's like, yeah, no, Horus was a big deal, but there was like four hundred other big deals.
1: Yes, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And People like
0: to get tunnel vision onto that, like yeah. you know, and and I just try to put myself in a position of living life like that. Like how how well could it go? It yeah. obviously went pretty well for him. Till, well, we don't
1: know because till France showed up, the scrolls. <laughs> That's France true. showed up, yeah. and
0: it just kind of stopped. you know, I mean that's just the way the way it went mm-hmm. uh during the whole that was the Napoleonic era, right? I don't have any of that right I in front feel of me, bad I'm going that off the top of my
1: head. Egypt was sacked so badly, like everything oh. that's in the uh british Museum yeah, should technically belong to like they should be in Egypt,
0: yeah, you got no argument with me against that.
1: But here they are, and they're like, "Oh, too yeah. bad, so sad."
0: <laughs> yeah, and it was probably some bullshit, you know. And they're going, you know, well, they're not civilized enough to know what they have, and yeah. they won't keep it, you know, yep. intact like we do. At the end of the day, I'm just glad someone's keeping it intact. Yes. I mean, when stuff turns this old and mm-hmm. it's this age, I I don't really get stuck in the nuances of who should have it, who shouldn't. Yeah. Just as long as it's being well kept care of it yeah yeah somebody labors a love over it and that's where like some of the oh how am i gonna say this without offending 90 percent of the world uh that's all right like i used to be really i i couldn't stand like the museum snob the museum caretaker and all that stuff like i i really and to this day i still can't stand that person it's Mm -hmm. like like, you live, eat, and breathe here. You don't know what anything else is like. You're so detached from yeah. humanity and life. You have whatever touch you have of it is from all of this stuff.
1: Yeah. It's you're great a, at this. Yeah, you're great at this. But what about the whole rest of the world? But the fact is, yeah. it's like
0: you need that person. Because that person's keeping all of this stuff alive.
1: They're the cog, the keeper of the good. Yeah,
0: yeah. You know, I mean, that's... uh, And again, that's something you see later in age with things you yeah, kind of see the somebody's got care for it. You see the full circle of it and uh you see the impact of it. And that's where if you were to talk to me 20 years ago I would have been like, "Oh yeah, no, Egypt needs to have all that stuff." And and today I'll tell you, I think Egypt needs to have all that stuff. Yeah. But
1: mm-hmm.
0: It's being taken care of. Yeah. And uh and appears to be res- with care. Yes. I'm not going to say with respect, with care.
1: With care, yes. You know,
0: cuz who knows?
1: So Let's get into the actual papyrus. Yeah. So it starts with the introductory hymn to the sun god Ra. And a common theme for Ra is his daily journey through the night sky, which is equated with the underworld. In the litany of Ra, Ra felt driven to leave the earth after crushing a rebellion among humanity. This may have originated as the dawn myth first recorded in the pyramid texts. Ra is credited with human emotions of anger, bitterness, and pity, and his story answers the important question of why creation includes pain and death. The spirits of the dead could join the sunboat or seek a place at the court of Osiris. So after the hymn to Ra is the hymn to Osiris. Osiris is the ruler of the underworld, Before the throne of Osiris, the deceased uh, had to face a jury of gods and goddesses and declare himself or herself innocent of 42 specific sins. Most of the sins in this negative confession are offenses against deities, temples, or ritual purity. This is followed by the chapter for not letting Ani's heart create opposition against him in the gods' domain. At this point, Ani's heart is before Thoth the judge of truth, to the great Aeneid, which is in the presence of Osiris. The person in the embalming chamber is saying, pay attention to the decision of truthfulness and of the plummet of the balance according to its stance. Ani is judged as truthful and says to Osiris, here I am in your presence, O Lord of the West. There is no wrongdoing in my body. I have not wittingly told lies. There has been no second fault. Grant that I may be like the favored ones who are in your suite, O Osiris, one greatly favored by the good God, one loved of the Lord of the two lands, Ani vindicated before Osiris. Next are the chapters of going out into the day, the praises and recitations for going to and fro in the God's domain, which are beneficial in the beautiful West and which are spoken on the day of burial and of going in after coming out. This is followed by the chapter for giving a mouth to Ani for him in the God's domain. This is followed by the praises and recitations going in and out of the God's domain, having benefit in the beautiful West, being in the suite of Osiris, resting at the food table of Winifer, going out into the day, taking any shape in which he desires to be, playing at Senate, sitting in a booth, and going forth as a living soul by the Osiris, Ani, after he has died, it is beneficial to him who does it on earth. This is followed by the praising of Osiris, Lord of Rosetto, and the great Aeneid, which is in the gods' domain by the Osiris scribe Ani. Then the chapter for opening the mouth of Ani. So he has to get a mouth first, then they have to open it. Yeah. Followed by the chapter for bringing magic to Ani, then the chapter for giving Ani's heart back to him in the gods' domain. A chapter for not letting Ani's heart create opposition against him in the God's domain. And a chapter for not letting a man's soul be taken away from him in the God's domain. A chapter for giving breath to Ani in the God's domain. A chapter for not permitting a man's heart to be taken away from him in the God's domain. And a chapter for not permitting a man's heart to be taken from him in the God's domain. Mm-hmm. A chapter for breathing air and having power over water in the God's domain. A chapter for breathing air and having power over well, apparently they did that twice. chapter <laughs> for not dying again in the God's domain; a chapter for not putrefying in the God's domain. A chapter for not perishing and for not being al- and for being alive in the God's domain. A chapter for not entering into the slaughterhouse of the God and a chapter for not letting a man be ferried over to the east in the God's domain, and a chapter for preventing a man's decapitation in the God's domain, a chapter for letting a soul rejoice its corpse in the God's domain, and a chapter for not restraining Ani's soul in the God's domain, a chapter for opening the tomb to Ani's soul and shade so that he may go out into the day and have power in his legs, then a chapter for being swift-footed when going out from the earth, A chapter for opening up the west by day, and a chapter going out into the day and living after death. A chapter for going out into the day after opening the tomb, a chapter for causing a man to turn about in order to see his house upon the earth, and another chapter for a man's going out into the day against his foes in the God's domain, the worship of Ra when he rises in the horizon until the occurrence of his setting in life. A hymn to Osiris. Worship of Osiris, Lord of Eternity, Winifor. Another hymn to the sun, the worship of Ra, when he rises in the eastern horizon of the sky, when those who are in his following are joyful. Writing for making a spirit worthy, and this is to be recited on the first of the month. The praising of Ra on the first day of the month, and sailing in the divine bark. Chapter for going down to the tribunal of Osiris. A chapter for being transformed into a swallow. A chapter for being transformed into a falcon of gold. And then a chapter for being transformed into a divine falcon. A chapter for being transformed into a snake. A chapter for being transformed into a crocodile. A chapter for becoming thaw, eating bread, drinking beer, uh, purifying the hinder parts, and being alive in Heliopolis. A chapter for being transformed into the soul of Atom and not entering into the place of execution. He knows, I that that must be a misspelling, will never perish in a chapter for being transformed into a Bennu bird. Uh, a chapter for being transformed into a heron and a, tr- a chapter for being transformed into a lotus, making transformation into a god and giving light and darkness. A chapter for not dying again.
0: So you think, you know, back to the specialization of chapters and people mm-hmm. doing stuff, you think there was a guy, he's like, I just do birds. <laughs>
1: Oh, 100%. Yeah. And another, another guy like, who's like, I only do reptiles.
0: Yeah. Give it over to that other guy. He just slams a lotus down like nothing. Yeah. He
1: uh, could do a
0: lotus in a day.
1: <laughs> a chapter for entering into the Hall of the Two Truths and a chapter praising Osiris foremost of the Westerners. The declaration of the innocents before the gods of the tribunal, which I kind of think should have been further up, Mm -hmm. Uh, and a chapter for the Died Pillar of Gold, a chapter for a Knot Amulet of Red Jasper, a chapter for a Heart Amulet of Saharit Stone, and a chapter for a Headrest, a spell for making provision for a spirit in the god's domain. The names of cattle are the names of the four steering oars in the sky, and then the praising of Osiris, foremost of the Westerners, one her dwelling in Abydos by the vindicated Osiris, Ani. Mm-hmm. So that's his entire papyrus. So the whole point is you can, the reason why they have these spells for the different like birds and crocodile and yeah. snake is so that you have the option of taking whatever image you want to take in the afterlife so yeah. if you're like yeah i mean i know i have my mouth back i know <laughs> i have my heart back and i know i can walk now but dude i always wanted to be a falcon it's
0: your spirit animal yeah yeah so so you would be today a panda. i'm
1: gonna yeah i would be a panda
0: or see that's the thing i think you were a panda now you're you yeah you gotta go over to the next thing oh <sighs> It have to do, be something else.
1: What do I pick? I don't know. I feel bad for the panda that became me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they wanted to get out of the panda biz.
1: Yeah. Maybe they were like, you know what? This eucalyptus is great and all. Yeah. But I have a really hard time. I love cake. Like, yeah, yeah. Exactly.
0: I want cake for breakfast.
1: Mmm, a lot of cake. If I could be a human, <laughs> I could have cake
0: for breakfast.
1: <laughs> I see these people, and they're eating sandwiches and stuff, and I'm chomping on my bamboo going, Yeah, This is great.
0: This looks great as you fall over off your log.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I still fall over off my log all the time.
0: Yeah, I just, I, I was amazed by reading this whole thing. Like I said, just the whole industry of it yeah. amazed me. Yeah. When I first heard about this and I was coughing up through the last episode of trying to get through what I thought it was because I didn't know anything about it. Yeah. And then looking at it now after reading as much as I could on it in, in a relatively smaller piece of time, like I get what you're saying. Like I don't get why this wasn't a bigger deal. And yeah. why it's kind of the redheaded stepchild? Yeah, I can though because it's just it's books. Books just don't have that allure.
1: There, yeah. You know. All right. I,
0: I mean, get it. I get it. It's hear a picture book,
1: but <laughs> hear me out though. There are spells in here. For what if you really could be transformed into a heron? What if you actu- if you actually did the spell correctly, you actually turned into a heron? Why wouldn't more people be fascinated?
0: Now, here's the interesting thing is now you can't have that done until someone reads it. Correct. So you're just kind of laying, this is this is where my mind travels when I'm reading this crap. Okay. Yeah. So I'm sitting there thinking, all right, I die. hmm I have all this stuff prearranged. I got my yeah. book all planned out. I got it done. You got your reader. I'm done. Yeah. So I get wrapped up, preserved. Mm-hmm. All my organs and bits yep. and pieces are where they need to be.
1: All in their appropriate yep. jars.
0: I got my room that I'm in. Yep. And then my reader comes in, starts reading, and then say they just get distracted and do something else.
1: Oh, or, what if you're half heron, half crocodile?
0: Yeah, like you're in the middle of something. Yeah. You know, and your reader just like dies. Or, oh my
1: God, has like a heart attack in yeah, the middle of and reading And they it. forget
0: about you. Or yeah. there's just resources that can't handle you anymore. Like yeah. I said, like, how does the read, I was fascinated by the reading because I'm like, I'm sitting there like all the trust is in the reader. Yeah. So now like the book isn't important at all. The reader's important. Mm-hmm. You need to find a good reader. Mm-hmm. You need to find a good reader that'll get you through this whole thing. Yeah. Because you can't get through it. That's where I saw the flaw in the whole concept of them going into the afterlife. It's like you put it all on this person reading.
1: <laughs> and assuming they're going to read it correctly. book you organized
0: yourself. Yes. You know, like. Yeah. I'm surprised it lasted as long as it did. And that's why I wanted to go through the time period. Yeah. And I was baiting it to this moment now. Like, I thought, like, oh, it's slow change and all that. That's amazing. And everybody was collectively involved in this process and like into it and then Mm -hmm. i then i started reading more and it's like yeah but this all goes down to the reader yeah like somebody has to read this on the first of the month or whatever it is it's this ritual thing
1: yeah the day of the burial they got to read the whole thing
0: and then yeah that's the crazy part yeah because like i'm sitting there reading his yeah annie's and uh
1: it was a seventy.
0: it's 78-foot scroll? scroll. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Basically. You got to have
1: a lot of water when you're reading it.
0: <laughs> Which the scroll work itself was pretty brief. I mean. Yeah. And that's where, if anything, like, I learned more out of this. It's like, I'd love to learn, like, those hieroglyphs and what they mean. Yeah. And. And a lot of it more I'd like to learn because then, like, I'd like to see, like, actually, like, we were talking about earlier. How much bullshit is this? Yeah. You had this long period of time where, like you said, you could say anything and people would just say be like, prove anything. me wrong. Yeah. And you can't. I mean,
1: same thing with the Rosetta Stone, Because you don't know
0: what fish on a stick next to a tree means, yeah. you know. Yeah. Compared to fish on a stick next to a pond. Yeah. Because, you, you know, you'd have the interpreter like, all right, it's fish on a stick, but is it is it next to a tree? No, it's next to a pond. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> like the, tune, the, the yeah. tone just changes. Oh, pond? That's not good.
1: It's not Standing good. on one leg?
0: Do you see one eye or two? It's big. Yeah. It's huge. It's really important. It's very important. Is it one, <laughs> one eye or two? two? Side profile or vertical? Full on. <laughs> It's just, I, it just cracks me up. I just can't Yeah, get. and
1: what if there was a scribe who was, like, having a shitty-ass day? Yeah, so he, he just in a hurry. Like, and he just, like, threw some shit. You yeah. You know, like, say the person came in... Has, and was, like,
0: eight more... But like, it's yeah. after a battle, and there's bodies laying everywhere. He's got, like, eight,
1: eight... Eight more to do. Eight more
0: to crank out in the day. You know, just, all right. Yeah. And then the reader later is just like, what? And did they have a reader for every single one of those?
1: I don't know. I don't know, you know man. I I'm wasn't thinking there. That's so this why is, I think this should be more important. And
0: this is where <laughs> this is where I, I need
1: to know things. This is where
0: I, I know. This left a lot of, of questions unanswered. I have you more know.
1: questions now than I have answers.
0: Ever. Yeah. I have more yeah. questions than you know. Yeah. Because before I was just like, oh, what's the That's book cool. of the dead? Yeah. Oh no. Oh, wait. Not only do I know, <laughs> I want to know more. But I think it worked like this because I, I went through this in my head, and this is what keeps me up at night.
1: Okay.
0: I think if you didn't have the money and you kind of kicked out the basic book, mm-hmm. no pictures, just some yeah. text, maybe a couple of illustrations here and there, somebody read that off at the day mm-hmm. you were put to rest. Done. So I think no that going was,
1: back on the first of the month.
0: No, I think it was only like 10 feet of papyrus versus 74. Or five feet
1: of page, yeah, just <laughs> and eight by ten, you know, yeah,
0: just <laughs> just pull it out, and they read it right there, and it's done.
1: Bob's your uncle, yeah, and we're good,
0: and we're we're done with this one. So, now the more elaborate ones were the pharaohs, the yeah. kings, yeah, the nobles, uh, the nobles, the mm-hmm. queens, the princesses, and all that stuff. Like all the yeah, we'll just call the top top ones, you top, know,
1: the top tier, yeah, the t- the
0: top tier. And that's where you had your, your 78 footers. You had the staff that could come in there. Cause I'm, I'm not saying it was a designated reader. I bet it was like the staff at the house, you know, so someone was probably a cleaner, but on Wednesdays, first of every month or something like that, they had to go down and read.
1: I'm betting in
0: between cleaning shifts or something like that or on the way home.
1: That in the household, what would happen is they would have a specific text. Yeah. And then they would have everyone in the house read said text. And whoever was the best at it. Yeah. That's when the head of the household was like, you're my reader.
0: Well, I wouldn't be surprised if they brought somebody and they brought the kids there. Mm-hmm. For the readings. Yeah. Because, like I said, it's once a month. Mm-hmm. And I think that's how these stories would get passed down. Right. Because you are, I forget where I read it, but it was something crazy. Like a a verbally passed down story can actually last a really long time. Like they talk about the telephone game and all Mm -hmm. that stuff where you whisper around 10 people. But if you tell a verbal story of something, that actually goes for thousands of years, Mm -hmm. which is proven here. That was another reason why I kind of brought up the, the time period. With this, you know, that I just found fascinating that you had basically 3,000 years, 3,500 years where this existed, Mm -hmm. and it just started on the walls of the highest point of social structure. Yes. And then just kind of trickled down to everyone. Yep. And the way that was done was not by papyrus or any of that. It was spoken word. Mm Mm-hmm and and just showing spoken word and having the evidence of some of these. Yeah. And then it getting down and it, it definitely is this wannabeism thing. It has wannabeism written all over it. Cuz at first you just had the pharaohs and then you had some, you know, kings or yeah. low-level people
1: No, S- nobility. Yeah, low-level
0: nobility, you know, yeah. sitting around like, well, you know, I want to have a book. I want to be a falcon.
1: Yeah. You know, I why can't I be a falcon?
0: Yeah. You know, I need to start doing this. Why can't
1: I be a better No, it's like, yeah,
0: I need to start doing this. And it just shows how it funneled down from Mm
1: -hmm. like
0: one high point of social structure, doing it all the way down to common person. Yeah. And I think that's when the market got flooded and it was just not valued anymore. Right. And it goes back to what I was saying, like, all right, Ted died. We got to get the, we got to get food. You know, you're in charge of food. You're in charge of the casket. You're in charge of the room. Mm-hmm. You are You get the book. And everybody was just like, fuck, I got the book. Mm-hmm. You know, it was either fuck, I got the book or good, I got the book. Cause yeah. that's all I got to do is I'll go over to the scribe's office and be like, Here, I need a book. Here's, here's 30, 50 bucks. Just give me something. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Give me my scroll. Yeah. Thank that's, you.
0: Yeah. I think it's no more different than maybe, maybe not, but. Like when you have a funeral service and they have those little cards, cards? you know, with the
1: with the prayer you know, or the psalm, prayer or, or the psalm or whatever yeah. on
0: it, and a photo of the person or whatever. I don't think it's no different than that. At the end of the day, like I Again, believe it was, a, it was a they great. They had
1: thing. a seventy-eight foot scroll. We got a little like business card. No, but that's that what I'm a- saying.
0: Common person mm-hmm. had the card, the prayer card. I bet it was that little type of thing. It Maybe. wasn't much. It was probably a one, one pager, two pager thing, and you got to understand it. Like it had to be one page because one page was the equivalent of like twenty words. Mm-hmm. That's what I found fascinating with all that. How basic, yeah, the communication mechanism was for those picto, pictograph. Like yeah, you know, because I get each one means <laughs> it, but it was great reading it in the book where they had the one plate and you see all this shit drawn on there and there's 30 words that describe exactly what it is and yeah and i'm trying to look at it like all right there's this sentence here but yeah i don't get where they get that from this thing and that thing and it was only like 30 words so even like a prayer card that would have say let's just say it has 40 40 words on it or mm-hmm. something like that 50 words that could be the equivalent of like three plates of the book of the dead, which would be maybe three, four feet long.
1: Maybe. So
0: that's where I'm saying like every day person would be the same thing as a
1: prayer where card. they had the, the picture yeah. of the, yeah. the section from the papyrus and it had very few hieroglyphics on it, mm-hmm. but there's like eight chapters down below for the translation of it. And yeah. you're like, well, where are you getting all that from that?
0: It's like subtitles on a movie. Yeah. Where they'll just like talk for like like five minutes yeah. and then you see the subtitle. I agree.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, the fuck does that mean?
0: That's not I agree. They spoke no, way they longer. Way more than that. Way more than
1: that. <laughs> I'm not getting my money's worth out of this. He said so many more words, (laughs) fucking lazy translator. That's
0: all I know is that my family and extended family and friends better hope I don't come into a large sum of money, large sum of money being hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. Why? Because I will get a room, deck it out, and I'm going to make someone come. I'm going to get a book (laughs) and I'm going to, it's just going to be written in English but I'm going to have them read that book first of the month.
1: You got to read the Lord of the Rings trilogy to, to Frank on the first. No, of the No, it's going
0: to be my own book of the dead. And here's the thing is right where the uh, there's going to be like a little stand that it sits on. There's going to be a bookmark provided. And on the top, it's going to say, and if you skip out on this, I will ruin your life. I'm coming. <laughs> I'm coming back.
1: Haunting will ensue.
0: Shit's gonna go down. That's uh, <laughs> I think that's why I'm never gonna be a Powerball winner or something like that. No. I think God just looks and it's like, you know what? I'm gonna do this.
1: He can't have that. I'm kind gonna of do power. this for
0: the betterment of everybody. Yes. This is for
1: this is yeah. for mankind. Because great power betterment.
0: comes great responsibility, Correct. and he misses the mark. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. He tries.
1: Nobody tries harder. But uh, but, but we can't encourage we him. We can't give him that kind of power. We can't encourage him. Because absolute a... power corrupts absolutely. Yeah,
0: and that's the thing. I'm not going to be build an evil empire, but I will bring somebody once yeah. a month to read my book. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what do you think? Anything yeah. else you got on Book of the Dead? No. Did we beat this to death?
1: I'm just disappointed cuz I feel like there's so much more that Oh,
0: that, there is.
1: I That's there. I'll
0: tell you right now, uh,
1: I think it's just again this opened the whitewashing washing of Egyptian history.
0: <laughs> this opened up a uh, a big doorway into future episodes. Not just on the Book of the Dead, but uh Egyptology and yeah. all that. There I was reading through that book and uh reading some resources online and I was looking I found like six episodes like easily on tap yeah that we could just crank out like nothing but next week
1: next week we're going way on the other end of the spectrum and we're doing our lady of guadalupe this
0: is our first dabble so to speak into christianity yeah. I started thinking about that yeah. while we were doing this episode. Yep. I was like, you know, we did the Satan episode, but not really different and Yeah. demons and demonology, mm-hmm. that's kind of its own thing. We're here, we're going to the patron saint of Mexico, Our Lady of Guadalupe. Correct. And um I think it's an amazing story.
1: It is a pretty cool story.
0: I you know, I talked about with you before like if we were to do another podcast, I'd love to do the stories of
1: saints. They have some pretty fascinating stories. They have
0: some fascinating. Now, I'm not going to disagree. There are a lot of lame saint stories. Yes. And I think it would be wise of the Catholic Church to kind of clean up through and be like, you know, I could see where this would have been a big deal then. Not Not so so much 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 now. now. Yeah. yeah. But there's some that really, you like, you look at it and it's just yeah and the evidence of it mm-hmm. and the, you know and that's what people don't you know a, a people that don't know stories about saints they just think that it's something that somebody said they saw are dead and everybody else just believed them mm-hmm. and they became a saint And it's like there's a longer process to sainthood oh yeah there's a lot of things that have to take place to be considered for sainthood
1: yes it's not just like and you're a
0: saint. Yeah. And like some of them, you definitely see they met the minimum requirements <laughs> of sainthood. Yes. Um, and then there are others where you're But then there's where some you're like, where you're reading and I don't care what your belief structure is. Like yeah. you're just looking you're like, yeah, no, that's, that's pretty, pretty fucking amazing. amazing. Yeah. I mean, we were doing the consecration for St. Joseph in yes. November.
1: Yes.
0: And reading that book about the women at the church And they had that issue. Uh,
1: That's an actual upcoming episode. Oh, it is? Yes. All right, then I'm
0: just going to shut up.
1: Yes, please and thank you.
0: (laughs) I'm going to shut up now before I ruin the show. which clearly left to my own devices. I could do quite easily. Damn it. When are we doing that? Uh do we have it on the docket for this year? Yes.
1: We do. It's coming up. Oh okay. It
0: is oh. I don't see it in the West.
1: Three away.
0: Three away?
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh there it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm
0: sorry, Dean. You you tell me.
1: Yeah.
0: You tell me uh yep. you tell me how much I screwed up, Dean. I'm sorry. Three away. Yep. I'm looking in like November. <laughs> October, no, I'm like, no, I don't sir. see it, babe. No, sir. I don't see it one bit. Oh, three away.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, cool. Yeah. I want to do that one.
1: You are doing that one. Yeah. I'm doing the other one.
0: I noticed it's split with yes. another story.
1: Yeah. No. It's. I have to do it now, already, now that I've let the cat baked out baked of the, the bag. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's like you knew this would happen.
1: I mean, that's kind of why I'm here. I am pretty
0: predictable. <laughs> <laughs> I am pretty predictable. I laugh when people are like, "I, I, I don't get what you're going to do next." Or, "I don't I'm like really. I'm like the most fucking predictable person on the planet." I love
1: when people are like, "I when, just don't know what the what secret the Santa thing
0: playing. with your family yes! cracked me up cuz everybody would just there was only one person, your sister Daphne would get me and she's like,
1: "Yes!" yes! Yeah. She
0: she knew exactly what the story was. And everybody me. else was like But I everybody don't know else what what would like to pull to you aside and they're like, "I got Frank, what do I do?"
1: I'm like, "You easily picked the <laughs> Easiest person to ever shop for. I, I got Frank, I don't know.
0: I, I don't have the instructions for Frank. What do I do?
1: It's like have you even paid attention to anything? <laughs> even if you only heard every fifth word he said, you would still have oodles of things to choose from. Well,
0: and I had to laugh because I, I I saw it at one point, because like Daphne had me. I think she had me for a couple of years. She,
1: she got you a couple of times. Yeah.
0: But the one time she got me, it was like the best stuff. Cause like, I don't, you know, I don't want
1: presents Yeah, you don't Christmas. like stuff. I, yeah.
0: I, I, I just don't want more stuff. If I need stuff, I'll go out and get it. Yeah. Cause I know what kind of stuff I do want to get. Yeah. And I just, I don't want people going out of their way. I realize like time is short. Yeah. You have your thing. Don't waste your time on yeah. me.
1: I'll get my, I'll get what I want.
0: I'll get what I want. Uh-huh. You know. Uh, just it'll be great to see you. Yeah, it'll be great to see you on the holiday. Yep, and and that's more important to me. Yeah,
1: just seeing correct. you, yes,
0: and having a day to actually yeah, ask, the like time with you. How are you doing? Yeah. You know, and not what's have, going on with not you. Not have this pressure yeah. and stuff, and and that's more appealing to me than than the you know, stuff, than the socks or the yeah. whatever. Now, granted, I get some great stuff, and you just pointed to it. Though. Yeah, that what, was Alex, Alex. And Alex got me that. Yeah, yep. that was a great gift. It's a. <laughs> I guess somebody does these portraits and where they grab these portraits, they're old art portraits of whatever. And then they'll put like, um,
1: something from something
0: that's current,
1: current onto onto
0: it. it. And so this is this portrait of like a grandmother in a pink, like, uh, it almost looks like a bathrobe (laughs) and it's (laughs) got flowers. It's, she's
1: wearing a a dress. It's it's pastelli.
0: Yeah. And, and it's got the head of Darth Vader yep. on it. And it looks like Darth Vader wearing a pink uh, thing. Pink I, dress. Ab, pink yep. dress. I absolutely love it. But like Daphne went so basic and got me like SpongeBob Band-Aids.
1: That was Sp- your birthday. Or yeah, my she birthday. She got you, it, it, was, uh, it was everything SpongeBob. And, yeah. And your theme for the birthday that year was we actually decorated the dining room That's with right. the SpongeBob birthday stuff so there were streamers mm-hmm. there were uh spongebob yeah. plates and napkins and she got you an all spongebob related birthday present yeah and it had like uh but it was
0: all useful practical it was, items like there it was, was a, a mug a, yep it was lip balm
1: yep uh there was a, a washcloth yeah <laughs> there were there was um a deck of cards yeah and uh, I think there was even um, a SpongeBob cup.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was a mug. Yeah. There was uh, like two of them, I no, think. No, she had somewhere. like a
1: mug for like hot stuff. Yeah. But then like a plastic oh, cup. Oh, the plastic cup. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep.
0: That was one of the best gifts.
1: Oh yeah, you yeah. used everything. I in used it.
0: absolutely everything. Out and of
1: there that. was a a little SpongeBob ice pack. Yeah. and we still use that.
0: <laughs> there was a there was a stretch where I saw the band aids there, and I was just like, "When am I going to get hurt so I can use these?" Yes. And I know it's coming because I that's the that's my superpower. I yes. hurt myself. Yes. But yeah.
1: Yeah. Good times.
0: Yeah, it's all good. Yeah. I've had a lot of great times. I, <laughs> I don't regret anything
1: no regrets.
0: so yes next week our lady of guadalupe
1: correct
0: and uh any uh additional items to bring up quick or no okay thanks for listening to the show folks yeah uh continue to uh spread us around to uh people that you believe would like our show
1: like a Dalahua. Yep.
0: um i might be in a new position with my week
1: Maybe. Coming up. We'll and if, see.
0: And if that's the case, I'm going to be looking, uh Jen and I will both be looking into guest spots on other people's podcasts. We're yes. not going to do ours right away. Um It'll be a very special occasion for that yes. if it does happen. But we're looking to get ourselves outwardly because I think we're at this point now where word of mouth has gotten us.
1: So far. This far let's and so far. Let's see how far, far but, we can take let's it. Let's
0: see if we can spread out by just doing guest spots. So if you have a podcast and you listen to the show and you'd like to have us as guests and possibly you could be a guest on our show, reach out to us at our email address at OTH.
1: O-th at seriouslydecent.com.
0: Yeah, and we can talk about that yeah. stuff. And um, other than that, we uh, asked to participate in the rating and reviewing of Correct. podcasts on your... Yeah, it uh,
1: turns out that's the only way Apple will know that we Yeah, exist. and it's not
0: just Apple. You know, yeah. if you listen to, you know, if you whatever, whatever platform, platform you're on, if yeah. you could take the time and give us a good rating and a, a good review, we would greatly appreciate
1: Understanding it. Understanding that not all platforms are doing that, yeah. Yeah.
0: If you have a uh, 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 an interest in a certain topic and you'd like yeah. for us to do it, again, email us and... Uh, With that being said, rule number
1: one, no Ouija boards, two, no dolls, three, no capes, four, no blood rituals, five, no cults, satanic or otherwise, six, no apathy. You need to act to help enact positive change in this world. Seven. Don't let the black eyed children in. Don't do it. Don't let them in your car, in your house. None. None of that.
0: Temporary rule. I don't want it permanent. Okay. But we'll just say uh, eight asterisks. Okay. Pick a good reader for your Book of the Dead. Yeah. Don't slouch on Yeah, no. Because, you know, no. you might pick be... St- a, pick a good one. You might be stuck with, like, falcon legs, no wings, and, like, a frog head.
1: Yeah. You don't want that.
0: I mean, if you want it, then go get that person. But...
1: Yeah, but, I mean... If
0: your end game is a falcon flying through the air through the sun...
1: Yeah. Through the
0: rays of Ray. Then you need a a good good reader. reader. Yeah. You need somebody that can, you know, that one that's sitting next to you in jail. (laughs) The one that goes to jail with you. That's the person that's going to read your book. (laughs) So (laughs) have a wonderful day. Have a lovely week.
1: And make good choices.
0: Take care.